Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. Welcome back to On Culture. Uh, I am once again joined by uh, Brad Aslan. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. On Culture is the uh, podcast of the Embassy, uh, Substack newsletter, theembassy.substack.com. Uh, love to see you join us there. Uh, and we are going to finally and definitively uh, give the final, the complete, and ultimate truth about the burning question uh, of today uh, and of really the century. And that is the truth about Johnny and Amber. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, a, so, what a circus. What a circus. Um, now, you know me, Brad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how surprising is it that I've written uh, however many words, 1,500 words, and we're going to devote a podcast to Johnny and Amber? And what do you, what is, oh, what I got, you think? I got so excited when I, when I got the email and this was uh, one of the options linked. Um, yeah, I was pretty surprised, although I guess that's just where we're at right now with this whole thing that i mean even even mike sherman is writing a blog post on the trial of johnny depp and amber heard Mm -hmm. yeah yeah now a little disclaimer if you read the piece it really isn't about that but uh it's about this sense that we all have to have a take on it Uh, and and that's the sort of like it does okay so we okay we'll talk about this phenomenon that we all have to have a take about whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. But okay. We'll get that before we get there. Like, what is the deal with this, with the Johnny and Amber situation? Like things like this happen, happen all the time. Why did this become this meme factory, this whole, I don't know how many clicks and, and eyeball hours were spent on the internet. I mean, how much of the internet, you know, bandwidth structure satellite took over Twitter. <laughs> yes. How much, how much of our attention has been devoted to, to Johnny and Amber? And why do you think that is? So I didn't even know that you could watch trials like, and maybe you can't watch just any and every trial, but the fact that so much of this one was, was clearly on. I don't know. Maybe it's the skeptic in me too, because you know, they're both, like they're lawyers, they're teams, they're playing everyone, right? Because they're trying to they're trying to win. Um, like the whole probably thing not is it, the whole <laughs> thing is not even like they're laughing yeah. behind their backs and collecting yeah, the money. Yeah, and the whole thing, and it's like I I don't even know if they care about winning the actual trial. They care about winning that court of public appeal because mm-hmm. so much of future earning power for both of these two rests in are are these individuals acceptable to the public so that we can actually put them in movies and these you know companies make money off of anyway there's there's a whole lot of takes that we can go and places we can go in this whole thing but yeah it's this whole it was just fascinating um watching and i i think the reason this one is it's the like the clash of every cultural trend phenomenon that's going on like you've got the me too movement you have people who um you have men right who have probably been wrongly accused in some cases with it, you know, throughout the Me Too, just because you, you know, people are people and everyone's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who finally are like able to point to something that's almost vindication. Um, so, you, you know, they're rooting for Johnny Depp because, well, yeah, we can't, men can't all be bad. So you've got, you've got that. Um, you have this, this polarization dichotomy that, you know, there always has to be a villain and there always has to be the, you know, the righteous person. And so you're, you've got that clash going on as well that like, Oh, we have to figure out which one is right and which one is wrong so that we can cancel the person who is wrong and, you know, support the person who is right. You have all of these cultural trends that just, I think, you know, it causes this one case to bubble up to the top. And then I don't know with Johnny Depp, he's a, he's a household name in a way that other people just, aren't i mean he's captain jack sparrow like he (laughs) he um yeah he's he's well known so there's maybe more interest involved um you know that is an interesting part of all of this brew is the fact that i think most people really like the character captain jack sparrow like who doesn't like the character of captain jack sparrow uh and i don't know if that's the reason why but there is way more there has been way more support for johnny depp than for amber heard yeah and that's even true like on tiktok and platforms that skew very younger that skew very much you know aware (laughs) of me too very much aware of issues of abuse and and Mm -hmm. so on and yet there's uh there's a almost an allergic reaction to her like a cruel Mm -hmm allergic reaction to her and then sort of a uh defensive reaction like his misdeeds which are real are sort of Mm -hmm. explained away her misdeeds make her the devil woman and and that's a weird i don't know if that's just because of the likability of the character or not uh but that to me is I wouldn't have, I mean, you could predict it based on a lot of things you said, the attention, but I wouldn't have necessarily predicted that. And I'm not sure what that means other than we just like the one, we just like the one. Yeah, well, I think it it also says that the whole, you know, the, the crazy woman is still this person in society that nobody wants to be. And so right. it's easier to, you know, vilify. Um, right, right. Her. Yeah, and, and this said... and, and we're recording this, I think, two days after a reporter from the Washington Post was fired, uh, after a huge sort of Twitter fight that broke out on Twitter between Washington Post reporters and so on. And there was this crazy woman angle to the whole thing where she was objecting to something and yet she didn't come off very well. And mm-hmm. I do think you're right. There is a crazy woman meme. Uh, in our culture that we've assigned Amber Heard to that, I think, uh, culture has. And I I will have to confess, I have paid zero. I mean, I really don't know. I have not watched any of the trial. Uh, I've just, I mean, I've read articles about it, so I'm aware of the memes. And that's what's sort of fascinating. The the interest in it has fascinated me. So I don't know. So this conversation isn't to hear, like, Mike Sherman's final take on... Well, it is. Who is yes, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Here's here's my final take, and that's kind of the the, this, the conceit of the piece that I wrote is just like real couples that we know. I mean, people don't; they're not a hundred percent aware of what's happening in their own marriage. Uh, yeah. 
you don't know what's happening in another person's marriage, even if you know the yeah. person and you have some level of, I remember pretty clearly, I hadn't been a pastor very long and a woman came in to my office and told this horrible story and I hated her husband. You know, what a mm. fill in the blank. Mm. And then I talked to him and it's like, well, okay. I mean, all right, there's more there. It's not that simple. And I had, that was two conversations and, uh, and it's easy to do that because, because I think part of us wants to have a take part of us wants to have an understanding. Oh, so-and-so they're having issues in their marriage. Well, I bet it's X or, you know, I heard him say this once or whatever. We, we want to explain it. We want to have a take. And my take is on all of these things. Like we don't know what the Kardashians are like. They have a real reality show, but let me just clue you in. That's probably not real. Um, we don't know what any of these people are like, really. Yeah. And it's that's my 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 considered take is it's none of our business. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's actually the the healthier take. Um, and it doesn't mean. You know, doesn't mean you go through the world not caring. It just you can go through the world and not have to have an opinion about something that's clearly it's happening in one household, you know. And I do think that's that's as old as time, of course. You know, that's mm-hmm. that whole thing. And now we just have it. We have celebrities and we have social media uh, and we have all these other issues. So it's really magnified it to a huge degree. But, uh, you know, I what I want to push back on is not what your take should be but that mm-hmm. probably don't need to have a take on like 80% of the things that you have the take, <laughs> take on. You don't need to have well, one. Just, you don't have to have an opinion. It's absolutely right. Like this week I've been watching, um, <clears throat> it's slightly different, but actually it's quite a bit different, uh, or at least it should be. It feels like it's the same sometimes. Um, but I've been watching the, the select committee's hearings on the January 6th riots. <laughs> and like, <laughs> those are the two, those are the two judicial things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm like constantly finding myself like f- either feeling validated in what I felt on January 6th or, you know, in the events surrounding the, um, you know, the election in 2020, um, or I find myself like just amped up and mad and like, I don't know if I necessarily have to have a take on watching the hearing as much as, oh, wow, this is, this whole thing was tragic. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that one, so one of the things that's going on here that, you know, we, we will talk about and write about, uh, you know, in the, in the weeks and months and years to come uh, is this whole sense of outrage culture that yeah. encourages, monetizes outrage that, uh, you know, that's where I don't watch any cable news and for this reason, because I really feel like the whole business model is to generate some level of outrage, mm-hmm. uh, because that outrage translates to interest, interest translates to clicks and eyeballs and so on. And instead of some sort of dispassionate thing of this is what's going on in the world, uh, you're getting a take that is appealing to a certain demographic that's associated with that channel. And I think yeah. that's true for ba- basically all 
the the channels uh, that that I'm aware of. I mean, you know, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, they're all trying to do that same sort of thing, I believe. And I do think this is the sense in which we are we get caught up in this outrage culture. And so we come to Johnny and Amber with what should outrage me about that? I'm looking for the cause of the outrage that I know I'm mm-hmm. supposed to feel. Uh, and then I'll find the crowd of people that are outraged by the same things I'm outraged about and will be us. Mm-hmm. And those other people will be them and we'll do battle on the internet and I'll make my meme and, you know, whatever. And I do think that whole sense of we bring this, I need to, I have fully free floating outrage. I need to attach to something in this issue. So let me figure out what it is and let me attach my outrage to it. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, that's part of what I feel like is going on here. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's like we all have that rage monster inside us that we have to channel or target. And if we don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if we, I don't know why that's become like the chief value in in our culture is like, if I'm not taken to the, you know, level 10, then, oh, maybe I'm not actually, I'm not feeling or thinking correctly about something, in which case, oh, maybe I'm not fully human or fully you know living out my identity um Mm -hmm. i I do think that there's there's something to be said too about you know we're we live in a very individualistic society and so like as a but at the same time we are communal and we are collective and so how do you how do you find your place in a community well you you have to make your voice um stand out in a way that's that connects to the right group but is also like unique um, and passionate and I don't know I just try not to be outraged about anything because it seems like a lot of it is just a waste of time yeah I mean I do think we're probably not outraged enough about a certain number of things in our world and then and then we you know we take that outrage and assign it to other things because that's another thing about this it's sort of a safe thing to be outraged, outraged about because it doesn't oh, yeah. actually affect my life it's pretty inconsequential like yeah. In the end of the day, it doesn't yeah. change my life. Uh, I do think there's this sense of a Colosseum sort of like this is what this is what I think the Colosseum was like. And, mm. you know, it's thumbs up or th- we're all giving thumbs up or thumbs down on Johnny or Amber. And there's this sense of we're all watching it and now we're going to vote. And it's sort of, I don't know, weird and cruel as we would think of the the coliseum i do think there's a sense of uh it's almost like the whole point of the trial is to get us to vote on it uh and i do think you know why i i do think why that happens is not hard to yeah i mean it's there's been lots of research done that emotional engagement is what drives your engagement and and, and, you know intellectual Mm -hmm. engagement doesn't as much as emotional engagement and outrage is like the easiest emotion to engender. Oh, easiest. I mean, if they could, you know, love would work great, but you can't you can't do that in a headline. But you can you can put a headline out there that that outrages people, and they're going to click on it. And you know, depending on where you are, the whole Johnny and Amber is sort of an outrage factory, you know. Uh, and again, it's sort of a safe antiseptic entertainment outrage. It, it, you know, real yeah. people. It's a real trial. Yeah. It's really happening. Yeah. 
but but to us is there's just sort of an unreality to it that's why that sarah mclaughlin commercial right you couple that her song with the pictures of the animals that you know (laughs) need um yeah they're not they're not they're not like sliding statistics up the screen about you know used (laughs) animals not informing you to like beethoven no it's it's trying to like look at the eyes of this poor animal this one poor animal while i sing this really sad song obviously yeah there's a reason they do that is it it gets you to respond Mm -hmm. uh in some ways um, so it's ironic, though, that that, you know, this Johnny and Amber thing, right, it's it's actually playing out in a I mean, in a defamation court like it, it's it's a court. Um, and yet we're not talking about justice and justice, which are really the things that I think that like yeah, to make the you know, correlation to to, you know, faith matters is there's a whole lot of injustice in this world that we just don't care about or don't consider or think about and the the justice that you know is on display is one that's pretty inconsequential you know it's inconsequential to me in my life on an everyday basis yeah and it's comparatively inconsequential to them it does have an impact but they're going to be Mm -hmm. rich famous beautiful people no matter what happens both of them are uh and you know they'll they'll be worse whoever you know, I, I'm going to be appeals and, you know, I don't, I don't know where it all stands. <laughs> like I said, I'm really not following it much, much, but, uh, but yeah, there is real injustice that this almost is a stand in for our outrage. It's a safe and sterile stand in. And that's sort mm-hmm. of why, like, as I say, I, I don't, I don't necessarily blame the cable news companies or the social media companies for stoking your outrage. Um, I mean, I do sort of, but, but we're the main problem. I mean, they stoke our outrage because it works. And at some point we, we have to decide to opt out of that game. If, uh, you know, or, you know, if it's going to keep generating huge advertising dollars, they're, they're going to keep doing it. And I think at some point we have to ask ourselves, well, why am I doing this? Why do I watch this news show? Why am I so engaged in this internet controversy? Cause it's not just Johnny and Amber, obviously it's a stand in for everything else. Um, you know, all these people that I'm sparring with or these I'm not sparring, but I'm reading them sparring. Like, what is what am I doing here? And, you know, how is this actually helping me, making, giving me perspective, increasing my understanding, you know, proving the world? Like, that's the question that I, you know, that I think we ought to continually ask ourselves is what what is the draw here? And is this healthy? And what else should I be doing? <laughs> you know? Or if I'm outraged, what else should I be outraged about? And then what should I be doing about it? Because that's the other thing. There's nothing I can do about Johnny and Amber. Mm-mm. Right? No, you're probably not going to not watch. Well, actually, I don't know. You like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Like, I do, but I guess them? he's out. I mean, I guess he's been, uh, unless, yeah, he's he, been unless he he's gets been reinstated. Removed. He's been removed. But uh, yeah, I like he lost, Pirates. Uh, you know. He lost Harry Potter. So now we've got third different character or actor playing Grindelwald in three different movies. Yeah. That's a whole nother question. We probably don't have time to go into is what do you do with these canceled entertainers art? And I would say very shortly, my view is uh, the art is still the art and everyone's still pretty flawed. I'm not saying that's a hard and fast rule. In some cases I would say, okay, this is too much. You know, I can't, I can't do it. Um, 
but uh, again, I, I do think there's a, there's a sense in which I can take the art and not endorse mm -hmm. the person. In fact, I should always be doing that, even if the art's beautiful, because I don't, the person could be a bad person. I don't know. Um, I'll never know. Uh, and I don't need to know. I don't, in my view, I don't need to know. Um, and that's kind of where I come back down to with Johnny and Amber's. Why do I, if I need to know, why do I need to know? Like, what is that? What is that thing? That seems oh, ubiquitous, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, I do think partly there is a communal aspect. Like if everyone you know is engaged in it, you kind of want to be engaged in it, right? Yeah, you don't want to be the odd person out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to be every, the scold. You know, <laughs> yeah, and if everyone has to have a take on everything, like you better you better read up. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be the one saying, well, I'm, I was, uh, I didn't have time. You know, I was at the food pantry, you know, helping poor people, you know, even though objectively that would be a better thing to do. It That'd would be so be, much it better. Be, it would not be a better thing to say like, you know, you're fine. Yeah. You go ahead. You know, I'm just going to try to make the world a better place, but you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I, you know, for me I, as a person, uh, as a Christian, there is so much um, in scripture about uh, stir stirring up strife and division and gossip. And, you know, mm -hmm. gossip is like choice morsels, you know, it says in Proverbs. And this idea is picturing gossip as like these candies that we savor, you know, as they go into our mouth. And so it's as old as time. And it is an interest, there's an interesting amount of scriptural attention paid to this being bad. Mm -hmm. stirring up strife, stirring up dissension st among people, gossiping that, you know, it, it's there a lot, which probably means it's bad and it's pretty universal. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I think in Proverbs, there's like, these are seven, there's a list of seven things that God finds, you know, bad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all, you know, mm -hmm. sins aren't ranked anywhere in the Bible, but, you know, this is sort of like, here's mm -hmm. a bad list and it's, it is strife stirring up dissension it's all this stuff that we all do mm -hmm. it's not like murder i mean that probably goes without saying mm -hmm. um and so why do you i mean do you think that's true that these sorts of uh uh you know gossip dissension are especially corrosive to us and why why would that why do you think that would be yeah i mean <clears throat> community is important um even going back to genesis too right not you know it's not good for man to be alone like we're we're wired to be in these interconnected interdependent relationships with other people and yeah there are obviously murder um stealing like there are things that are you know clearly identified in the ten, in the ten commandments as as bad um but i don't know because maybe gossip doesn't necessarily feel as yeah. bad we yeah, like it's, pretty, it's easy enough to go through your life and not murder anybody i mean it's easy to avoid that sin to some degree yeah done it every done it every day so far um right right but it's pretty hard to avoid this and i i do think there's a sense in which it not only harms the other person but it sort of corrodes my own sense of there's a pride that goes with it mm -hmm. there's a delight in the downfall of others there's a whole bunch of things that are pretty corrosive to my own spiritual well-being 
uh, that are somehow very attractive to our fallen nature. Um, that I think if we're honest, we all do to some degree, It's right. I mean, 100%. Yeah. In fact, if you've known somebody, there's somebody we used to work with, uh, she's retired now that, um, she just, you know, it, whenever a conversation would turn to this thing or this person did this or whatever, they would never contribute. And then sometimes somebody would be asked and they would say, well, I'm just, I'm not really going to talk about that. And you'd think, oh, yeah, that, that's what we yeah, should be wh- doing. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is. Oh, we forgot. I forgot. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. we shouldn't be talking about this. But it seems so natural uh, to do yes. that. Um, so uh, so that's my yeah. take on Johnny and Amber. That's my thoughts. And, and, and every other, almost every other internet <laughs> controversy. Just, just replay. The, every time something comes up, just replay or repost this this episode with like a new intro and change uh, yeah change johnny amber into something else yeah yeah um and so yeah i'm not calling for a no uh, uncaring stance in the world i'm just calling for some humility some perspective and some introspection into why this is so uh, attractive Mm. Uh, so let's leave it there that's uh we've settled the johnny and amber question and we can move on to all the others uh, uh from there thanks brad Yep, you bet. Thanks for joining us uh, for On Culture. Uh, Again, check us out at the embassy, embassy theembassy.substack.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Do you enjoy On Culture? You can support us and the content produced by subscribing to our newsletter, The Embassy, by visiting theembassy.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.